0: Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, Welcome beautiful people Welcome to the best show I've ever done because um, this is the latest show, so it's always the best one. I got a real bone to pick with the Houday Nation today. Um, some days they're going to be a little bit shorter than others. Some days we are going to be you know, a little bit more extensive. But I had a wake-up call for you guys that I just had on my mind all day. I was so much hyper earlier in the day. But it's probably better that I'm not as hype right now. Because then you would have thought I was a complete lunatic. This way, I think you'll just think I'm a partial lunatic. And that's fine because I think you tune in just to hear how much of a crazy I am. But at the end of the day, Zim always knows true. What you're gonna see currently right now in this draft is a lot of people still pushing this agenda that the offensive line is the biggest problem for the Bengals. Now, I do agree. The offensive line is not perfect. The offensive line is not good. The offensive line is probably the worst run-blocking offensive line I've ever seen in the National Football League. I'm not joking. Those running lanes were so horrendous last year, I couldn't believe it. But with that said, I'm here to give you reality to the, to the, the, the matter at hand. You have a unique draft here for months and months. I've been telling you about the quarterback pool that's coming out of here, that has a direct reflection on what the Bengals are drafting. It's not a it's not a a, a coincidence that they were easily ready to go down to the twenty first pick in the in the draft this year. The main reason why that is is because you have five quarterbacks potentially getting picked before the twenty fifth twenty first pick. So what that means is that you have sixteen positions before you even pick of skilled players now within that 16 you're going to get that means you're going to get possibly one of the top 10 players on your board if you think for a second that Isaiah Wynn or Will Hernandez are in the top 10 in the National Football League in the draft or top 15 or any of the offense alignment, like uh, Mike, uh, Mike McGlinchey or any of those guys like that, if you think for a second that those guys are in the top twenty, I mean, I'm sorry, in the top fifteen, because we're we're subtracting five quarterbacks, that leaves us sixteen players left. If you think for one second that those guys are worthy of the top sixteen pick, if we're just ru- if we're taking out quarterbacks, then you bumped your head and you're and you're following the wrong people. This reminds me. So much of last year when everybody was going insane and said that we needed a defensive end. I don't know who is pushing these agendas. I need to find out who is pushing these agendas so hard. I think it's part of our fan base, these other Bengals pages, not going to name any names, my man Braden, and some other guys out there that are really pushing this agenda for offensive line. No matter what Zim shows you, you still want to turn the other cheek. I know y'all think I'm a complete psycho, but check this out. I just showed you that Bengals with pro football focus and three other sources in the past four months have confirmed that the Bengals are third and fourth in the least amount of pressures given up. So with that said, I don't know where you get this inclination that this offensive line pass blocking wise is so terrible that no one can operate in it. Also, in that time span, I've also shown you a million Dalton throws out of bounds. A million throws where Dalton had plenty of time and threw it out of bounds or underthrew the ball and he had one-on-one with A.J. Green primarily. I've also shown you recently, yesterday, that Bengals only threw for 460 total yards long passes throughout the, the whole football field for the whole entire year. There are teams that have done that in two games, mainly one of them being the Pittsburgh Steelers. But somehow you believe that offensive line is the biggest Achilles heel to this football team. Now, it is no doubt that the offensive line and the defensive line need to bulken up and be a force in the trenches. I've said that on numerous podcasts. But if you think that the Bengals will take the best available at 21 without reaching, it wouldn't be an offensive lineman. The reason why is because you're scared of Lamar Jackson. These other teams are not. Someone's going to pull the trigger probably before 21. And if not before 21, right after. And then you're going to sit around for years to come and wonder what would have been, right? So we're not. This is not going to be a Lamar Jackson show. We got time for that later on. But what we are going to talk about right now is the fact that Mike McGlinchey, Isaiah Wynn, and Will Hernandez are all viable picks. All guys that I would love in a normal draft. Say quarterbacks were off the board. Yeah, you would probably be at the 21st pick right around that range. But this reminds me of last year in this aspect. Everybody wanted a a pass rusher, so they wanted to reach. They wanted to go to Barnett. They wanted to reach on uh, uh, Allen. They wanted to reach on a bunch of guys, right? The Bengals didn't do it. And what happened? Pass rushes failed to them, right? There are three, i I'm actually, there are four legitimate centers in this draft. You got James Daniels, you got Davenport, you got uh, 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 Billy Price, and you got Ragnall, and you got a couple of other guys I'm not even going to mention right now because the Bengals don't have a center at all. So the only pigeonhole that the, the Bengals currently are in is a center, not an offensive lineman like you think. The reason why is because the Bengals value Bobby Hart where you guys don't value value Bobby Hart. The reason why they value Bobby Hart is because he started for the Giants a a full season. Now, the the rap on him afterwards and he's got to redeem himself and all that good stuff is really bad. I get it. Bobby Hart is not my ideal right tackle either. But he has started in the National Football League. Do you think knowing the history that we know of the Bengals, do you think that they will actually draft a guy right now at, in any other position on the offensive line after they got burnt with Cedric O'Bain and actually start him day one? And you got Bobby Hart. You also got Redmond. Alex Redman who actually knows you know, he's been in the system for quite some time. And you got Westerman that can all play that that um I'm sorry, yeah, that guard position and and, and possibly the tackle position, you got Jake Fisher. You have legitimate guys that are ready there that the Bengals feel confident in. The reason why I bring that up is because even if they were to draft a Will Hernandez or a Isaiah um, Wynn or any of these guys right there at the 21st pick, which would be a reach in this draft because you got five quarterbacks potentially coming off the board. I don't think they start them. And with that said, I don't like that. I only want guys that are able to play snaps this year. That's very clear. I only want guys that play snaps this year. I want a guy that runs out there week one and is starting. Whether it be nickel, corner, uh, hybrid safety, but he's getting snaps. Go read my 10 draft commandments. Snaps. I need to know a guy can run out there now and go out there and play right now. The center position is a reach at 21. So you're not going to see Billy Price come off the board at 21. You're not going to see Daniels come off the board at 21. And if you do, that's a reach. The reason why they didn't reach the year that Tyler Boyd was there is only because Coleman, Will Fuller, uh, Saquon, I mean, uh, Treadwell, and all these guys like that, they were all gone off the board. So, they didn't get anybody first round. What happened? William Jackson fell to them. Why do you think I keep on pushing Josh Jackson first round? Why do you think I keep on pushing Justin Reed first round? Because I'm looking for the best available. If if Landry, if Landry from Pitt, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, from Boston College Falls, the defensive end, falls at 21, he's a top 10 talent. He will get picked by the Bengals. I promise you. They are smart enough to draft the best available. I promise you that. What they won't do is reach on the center in the first round. Get that out your mind. And if they do, it's a giant mistake. Yes, you say, well, Zim, you said you wanted somebody that starts. Yeah, cool. But I can go get Ragnar as early, maybe in the third. I wouldn't even risk it. The reason why is because even if I don't get him in the first, right, I think Ragnar is the third round talent. But what you could do is move up from the 46 spot and get up to the 30s somewhere and then solidify like your pick right there. You got all these extra picks. You can give up that extra third and give up an extra fifth. I'm pretty sure you can move up. I'm sorry, you're gonna probably have to give up a little bit more than that. But you'll move up to the 30s if you absolutely had to get that center. If you saw like a run or you saw something happening where you are you start to get a little bit questionable. questionable. The board is gonna tell itself from these teams. Make no mistake about it. The reason why you guys are so, so scared of offensive line is, number one, you're coddling Andy Dalton, like I always say. There is no other franchise in the national football team that gets someone coddled as much as Andy Dalton. He's played seven years in the National Football League. He's had 0-4 in the playoffs. He had Zeitler. He had Whitworth in those games. You just gave them more excuses, said other people were injured. And all these games that Aaron Rodgers plays, Andrew Luck plays, Kaepernick plays, Flacco plays, they're all injuries. There is no excuses from the fan base. A L L is a L. A W is a W. That's how I operate. If you want to operate like a loser, keep on creating excuses. If you want to do that and just become... The same franchise that stays afloat and, be, and becomes 8-8 eight eight or 9-7, keep on creating excuses for that guy. I'm willing to give Dalton a chance, but at the same time, i got to put some pressure on him. The pick I really, really want, if he's still there at 21, is Lamar Jackson. He's a top 10 talent, but I just don't think the franchise feels safe enough that Andy Dalton could work their way through having someone breathing down his neck. The clip I showed y'all from yesterday is when he played the Ravens. Four interceptions and a and a fumble. And you guys just totally forget games like that. And that's the part I have a problem with the friend with the with this fan base. If Drake Kirkpatrick went out there and dropped the interception, I would hear for the rest of the year about how terrible he is. You know what I'm saying? If any Ray goes out there and he's constantly getting beaten in the flat, my DMs are flooded. Andy Dalton has the worst games I have ever seen in quarterback history for about four or five games. What happens in my DMs? Nothing but Zampezi talk. You coddled this guy for seven years, and so much so that you want to go get more offensive line on, t- on top of that. We drafted guys high. Cedric, you drafted. You know, Jake Fisher, all these guys up there. It's not like they ignored the position. What true elevators do, true elite talent at quarterback does is manage a football team, manage personalities. The real reason you didn't want Odell Beckham Jr. is because you're scared what he would do to Andy Dalton's confidence. You know he can't take it. You knew he couldn't take somebody like me talking directly to his face. Why? Because I'll tear his soul out of his face. I'll eat his face alive. He'll see the fear. He'll see the fire in my eyes because I burn fire when I talk to people like Andy Dalton every day. I will eat you. I will eat your face like it's anthrax in my body. That's what I'll do to Andy Dalton. And Odell Beckham Jr. would do the same damn thing. And that's why you don't want Andy Dalton to get paired up with talent. You don't want him to get a top five person. You don't want talent. You want to stay afloat and be able to brag to your friends over there in Baltimore and Cleveland that you ended up 9-7 and you went to the playoffs. And then you get scared when Zim starts talking about talent. He starts talking about real difference makers. You create excuses excuse after excuse on injuries and injuries and offensive coordinators. Meanwhile, we're watching people like Russell Wilson go win a game at the end. Fourth quarter when it matters. Go look at those Dalton playoff games. Never had a chance. Never had a chance. Go look. This draft is not about us getting an offensive lineman. If you see the Bengals pick an offensive lineman first round and four, five quarterbacks off the board, they've made a mistake. I'm going to be posting something very, very shortly on my page. It will be a realistic view at who should be picked at the 21st pick. And Zim Hude doesn't do mocks. Mocks are unrealistic. You want the real, you came here. You got fire in your soul like I do and you want to win? This is who you need to listen to. Not these dudes telling you. uh, Connor Williams is the guy. And uh, White McGlickie. He's the force to be rocking with. No. Those dudes will keep you afloat. You'll be the Cleveland Browns in five years. Yeah Zim might go 4-12. Because he's so radical. And he wants change. And he wants to cut a couple guys. And he wants to draft some elite talent. But in the process. You'll always get effort. And you'll always get. Nothing but the best. I don't just go into this just picking guys just because I like them. I go into this thing looking at the tape, and it pops out on me who's who's way better. I was the first one to admit to you guys that Foster probably should have been the pick. Now, his off-the-field stuff scared the hell out of me. His tackling st- style scared the hell out of me, and I still stand by that. But all, overall, talent-wise, yeah, that's the guy that maybe they should have probably looked at. I don't know. I'm praying John Roth pans out. But I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to take the best available. And their board, in their top 10, top 15, doesn't have that guy right there. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have uh, an offensive lineman right there. Now, the second round, I'm all for it. You're going to see a center get picked because they're going to be pigeonholed into that second round pick when they probably could have waited to the third. I know I'm crazy. I know it's different. I know I just wrote the 10 draft commandments. I know you want to ignore it. I know you want to just listen to to these safe guys, and you just want to be the same guys as, as what you've been, and you want the same results. But on my everyday walk of life, the reason why you see the diamonds, the reason why you see all the expensive stuff, all the different things that I work my ass off for is from eating mediocre up. I don't stand for mediocre, and I won't ever, ever sit there and let you take it. You want the best offensive line in football? That's cool. The Cleveland Browns have the best offensive line in football. They're 0-16. Wake the hell up. Now I'm seeing teardrops on you SoundCloud niggas. Remember back when music had content and metaphors. Way before the mumble, nonsense and popping handlebars. All these rappers junkies talking like they dope dealers. One song could scam her, the next song they kill us. First time I shot the gun, the neighbors called the people. I was watching 12 search for shells like Easter. That's around the time they shot my daddy for the rollie. Around the same time AI lost to Kobe. Platinum Fubu Summers rocking iceberg in the winter. back headbands in them spree World spinners. Fucking up computers, using line while you're shut. shit. Boop legging booster selling CDs at the day cut.